Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Fifty-six yarder. It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to College Gridiron. I am Danny Scott, joined with Tyler Hu and Taylor Masetta. Guys, the national championship is set between TCU and Georgia. Two very fun college football playoff games. Bunch of good bowl games. But before we get into the discussion, how are you guys doing? Danny, Taylor, I'm glad to be joining with you guys again. It's really sad just to know that we're one, we're five days away from college football being over. And it really kills me. It's a lot of heartbreak, especially if you're an Ohio State or Michigan fan. Um, it's It's been a rough, you know, a rough week for them, obviously. But, you know, it's been a good break. I'm glad to be here with you guys. Um, both my picks went wrong in the college football playoff because I went all for the narratives. But you know what? That's life. What can we do? We can make our kicks, but, you know, we can't make our picks again. But I'm glad to be here with you guys. Break's been going really well. Vibes are high. Let's end the college football season off with a bang. My vibes are low. The Michigan Wolverines are not making the final. I'm really upset. I was watching that game through my fingers. I will be ranting about it later, but I am not doing well. The only thing that's keeping me going is that Ohio State also lost. Oh, man. that does, And we couldn't get a rematch of the game. Anyway, um, well, I mean, it's been a good winter break. feel a lot more relaxed and rejuvenated right now, but... Man, oh, man, what could have been? That's all I got to say. Yeah, Taylor, I feel bad for you, but a team that I don't feel bad about is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Um, But who cares about the games that weren't New Year's Six Bowls because uh, that's really what everyone cares about. But just a couple that were uh, worth notable. We won't talk about them, but we'll just mention them. LSU beat Purdue 63-7 to um, in a game that Brian Kelly, of course, wins because it didn't mean anything. Uh, Washington beat Texas 27 to 20 Pitt beat UCLA kind of surprising for that one. Tyler and I were both very wrong. We thought Dorian Thompson Robinson was going to go off and he threw three interceptions instead. And then my fighting Irish took down South Carolina 45 38. Um, and that was a very fun game for me. It was a good bowl game, but um, that game was kind of the daddy bowl for a team that added a new daddy um, Clemson, Loses to Tennessee 31 to 14. And Tyler, we both picked Clemson in this one. We really thought Clemson with Cade Klubnick was the real deal, but Tennessee proves to be the real deal. Joe Milton is just a very, very special talent. The dude's massive, 6'5, 250 pounds, efficient passer. It didn't have all the crazy yards, but three touchdowns, no picks. Um, he's a future number one pick, but this game, very good for Tennessee to win this one in the orange bowl. Yeah. Uh, as I said, fool me once shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. I got fooled by Clemson yet again. I thought that Clemson would, you know, have an easy win considering one Hendon hooker towards ACL. No Hendon hooker Two, We knew Joe Milton. We'll talk, I'll talk about Joe Milton in a second, but 
you're missing your two best receivers in um, Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman. And Tennessee's defense is not good, um, as most in the nation know. However, they don't have to be good because they're facing Clemson, who sucks. Um, Clemson's offense is horrible. Cade Klubnick, 320 passing yards and a rushing touchdown. But guess what? He threw two interceptions. Why? Because Clemson is fraudulent. They are frauds. Yet again, year in, year out. Dabo Swinney is a pre- he is a glorified preacher at this point. I do not like that man. I'm glad that he lost. I've been praying on his downfall ever since he decided to make those weird comments about the NIL because he doesn't like seeing his athletes getting paid. So you know what? Good for Tennessee. Winning the Orange Bowl. Joe Milton, first of all, has the single strongest arm I've ever seen. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. That includes high school, college, pro. We saw the video that went viral of him throwing an orange from the t- the ten yard line, his own ten yard line, to the opposite end of the Tennessee practice facility. Hit the wall. I mean, guy's got an absolute cannon. Sorry, Taylor. How did Michigan let him go? What get him? Let him get away. But you know, good for him. He's no, gonna be their starting quarterback me. next don't year. I'm so sorry. I had to. Um, good for Tennessee. They found their future quarterback. That they have a lot more certainty going forward. Josh Heupel, great year for him. Unfortunate end, obviously, with Tendon Hooker's career, but you know, you got your future successor in Joe Milton with an absolute rocket arm. Tennessee's gonna be really fun to watch next year. Really excited for them. I want to continue the Davos Lander. Um, <laughs> I was just like looking at the recap of this game, and apparently in the first quarter, Clemson makes its way down the field. And then Dava has them fake a field goal instead of just getting the, the easy three points. The balls get the ball back. Dava's saying, oh, field goals aren't going to win the game. But ironically, Tennessee practically forced them to kick field goals the entire game. Their kicker, BT Potter, is one of the best kickers in the ACC. He's only missed three field goals all season. And then in this game, he misses his next three attempts. Just an absolute – I was just, like, dumbfounded at the decision-making here. Like, I, they, I think they were only held to, like, one touchdown this entire game, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, Tennessee really just proved that they are the real deal. Outscored the Tigers the entire game. Shut them out literally in the first quarter. It's their new. It's their first ever New York Six Bowl victory. First 11-win season since, I think, 2001. I mean, just a great, great year for the Vols. I know it stings that they didn't make that playoff, but hey, I mean, they're making their way there, and hopefully they'll be able to get there soon enough. And, Rocky and, Top is back. Hold on, Daddy. I just want to say one thing. Congratulations to Dabble Swinney. Your son got some playing time. Drew Swinney got a nice two-yard run, you know, ended up in the turnover and downs in the first drive of the, of the Orange Bowl, but, you know, at least he got his playing time. So congrats, Dabo. You don't want to pay your players, but you get to lose in the Orange Bowl. You're welcome. This is a lot of Dabo slander. Sheesh. Couldn't, um, couldn't have happened to a better guy. <laughs> oh, my I, goodness. I remember I saw him. He was making, like, a god, like, with the NIL. He's like, oh, we're all made in the name, image, and likeness. And I was like, oh, my goodness. He's so cringy. He's so cringy. I could spend hours slandering Dabo Swinney, but you know what? A 17-point L should do. (laughs) Regardless of what Dabo Swinney did, what I was most impressed about was Jill Milton in this game. We we saw him, or we saw what Hendon Hooker did with this offense this this past year, and Milton, I'm going to assume, is going to be back next year. Uh, I think he has one year of eligibility. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't declare – 
You talking about Hendon Hooker? No, Milton. Oh, Milton. Yeah, no, he's coming I, back, and he's he's gonna get that first round draft stock up. I it really Caleb Williams, it, it, and we'll talk about him in a second. Um, yeah. It wouldn't shock me if Milton ends up passing over Caleb Williams. Uh, just from what I saw in this game, I, I think Caleb Williams whoa, whoa, is slow, a very slow down, whoa. slow down, slow down, slow down. Slow, slow down. Milton is Josh Allen with a bigger arm. Slow down, slow roll. Slow I'm roll. just saying. Listen. I'm Danny, just saying. Let's, this, let's, let's, maybe, let's not exaggerate here. I I may be I may be on the the Tennessee 2024 national championship wave already. I I just. I think the quarterback makes the world of difference in college football. Uh, you saw it with, with TCU this year, and we'll talk about TCU right. too. Uh, every single year, the best, the Heisman goes to a quarterback, and that's because they're the most important. There, there's only been a couple of years where it hasn't, and it's typically been because they play for Alabama and they just do crazy things. Um, Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, Devontae Smith, all three Alabama players all did crazy things, but I really wouldn't shock me to see Joe Heisman at that or Joe Joe Milton at that Heisman ceremony next year, hoisting up the trophy. Uh, I just he's got that that prototype that Tyler, you know, I love. Uh, he and he's got a rocket for an arm. I, I think he's, oh, he's a very got, special player. He's got an absolute cannon of an arm, but he is not going above Caleb Williams or Drake May. Now, if he wants to go to that third quarterback slot and become a top 10 pick, now we're talking. But, you know, he's got to work on a lot of stuff, his accuracy but accuracy being one of them. But, man, that arm is tantalizing. I can't even lie to you. I'm very excited to see what he does next year. Zach Wilson got drafted with the second overall pick because he has crazy arm talent. He has awful decisions. I wonder how, that, I wonder how that's panned out. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily – he's definitely got to work on accuracy. But the arm talent is all NFL teams care about at this point. You look at Patrick Mahomes, crazy arm talent. Josh Allen, crazy arm talent. It's the prototype of NFL quarterbacks that are also mobile. And I think Milton's fairly mobile. And we obviously haven't seen much of him. But he's a, he's a big body, uh, very strong dude. Obviously, you can tell from the arm talent. But moving on to uh, the likely number one pick this year, uh, Alabama dismantled Kansas State 45 to 20 and Bryce Young was absolutely stellar 321 yards five touchdowns on only 21 passing attempts he was 15 for 21 he just lit up this Kansas State defense and Tyler you were very wrong about this one you said that Kansas State has everything to play for and I said you're absolutely wrong mm-hmm. Bryce Young has everything it. to play for he wants to improve his draft stock even though I think this cements him as the number one pick. I think CJ Stroud was making some noise, but what Bryce Young was, and he made some more noise, but I think what Bryce Young was able to do in this game just absolutely picked apart Kansas State. Yeah, so I was wrong. I saw Taylor's shock face. Don't be shocked. I'm a little stupid. But, you know, that's life. I picked Kansas State because I I thought – I mean, listen, I picked against Bama because Bama, you know, disappointment of a season. They missed the college football playoff. Their expectation every year is national championship. You go into a year, this is a Kansas State team where you could say, okay, we're never going to get to play Bama again at the New York Six Bowl, the Sugar Bowl. Why not go all out and just play your hearts out? And they did that for half. I mean, they played really well in the first half for the most part. And I was like, okay, 
that 18 play drive that ended in turnover on downs is kind of the turning point. I'm like, oh no. And then Bama scored. And then Bama got the ball back. Bama scored. Um, Will Howard gets picked off. Bama scores again. Bryce Young, first of all, started off one of four, proceeded to com- complete five touchdown passes and in- have three incompletions the rest of the way. Bryce Young is unbelievable. He's a small dude. He's like, well, like 5'11", if we're, if we're being nice. Very skinny. He's got, a, <laughs> he's got he, he doesn't have a very ideal NFL build. But the reason why he's going to be the number one overall pick this year is because, one, his arm talent's great. But that's not why. The guy is a smart, one of the smartest quarterbacks I've ever seen come out of the college level. The guy process, processes the field better than anybody I've ever seen. Guy was making throw after throw just dots, hitting Jermaine Burton on deep crossing routes. Got that Jameer Gibbs run after catch. Hit all of his receivers. He was just having fun out there. He was just picking, hey, who do I want to throw today today for a touchdown? Okay, Ja'Cory Brooks, you got it. Jace McClellan, no, Kobe Prentice, you got it. He just was dotting up that Kansas State defense, and it wasn't fair. He is so good, and the Texans are going to get very lucky this offseason. They better build around him because Bryce Young is the real deal. You know, uh, before you go real quick, Taylor, and Tyler, you can tell me, and Taylor, you can tell me I'm wrong too, but does he not remind you exactly of Russell Wilson in Seattle? I think he's much smarter than Russell Wilson. I think he, he doesn't really remind me of Russell Wilson. He reminds me he's a lot of He's got the Drew same Brees. same build. Reminds me a lot of Drew Brees. Yeah. Doesn't remind me of Russell Wilson that much because he is much better at processing the pocket and and reading the middle of the field. Reminds me a lot of Drew Brees. And he also, with, he with moves a lot more athleticism. Than Drew Brees, though. Oh, no, no. I'm saying Drew Brees. That's, why, that's why I'm saying Wilson. Much smarter than Russell Wilson. I stand by that. Just, I think he's a much smarter processor of the field. We've seen why Russell Wilson struggled, but I really do like Bryce Young as a prospect. So cemented his stock as to me the number one overall pick. God killed it. Great end to a great college career. I just gotta say, Bryce Young played so well. Apparently, this Kansas State head coach asked a member of Bama's staff to thank Bryce Young for playing in the bowl game instead of just opting out for the NFL draft. And I think that just said enough. That man was just throwing dimes the entire game. You could just tell that Bamba was just mad they were not in that playoff and kind of took it out on Kansas State. And, like, believe it or not, ironically, I have still been kind of mad that Kansas State won the Big 12 because I was really hoping TCU would make it through undefeated. But um, I am seeing this take online, which is not making me very happy. Um, now that Bama has dismantled Kate, um, Kansas State, Bama fans are online saying, oh, Alabama just destroyed Kansas State, who destroyed TCU. They deserve to be in the playoff. Why are they not in the playoff? And, I, I mean, granted, I was seeing this, I think, before um, T- the TCU-Michigan game, but I was just like, what, guys? TCU is a good team. The Bama, I mean, so is Bama, but I, I don't know why people are making – since they routed the other team, like I just, I, I that just that take just kind of right. like threw me for a loop big time. It's definitely a misguided take. It's, um, I feel like those two things are mutually exclusive. Like TCU did lose to Kansas State and Alabama did dominate Kansas State, but Bama also lost two games. TCU lost one. Bama lost. That's what I said. In, in, they were in a close game with Texas A&M. They, they were in a very close game with Texas. Two clearly inferior opponents. They did not deserve the playoff this year. It's really pretty obvious. Um, now, are they in that conversation of as good as those teams? Probably. But, you know, they showed why they didn't make it. But, you know, good for them for winning the Sugar Bowl. They should not have won the playoffs. Those two things can go hand in hand. That's my thoughts on it. 
What's even well, crazier too? Bama's won ten Sugar Bowls. Let that sink in. That is just ab- that's an absolutely crazy stat for me. They really like the sugar down there. What can I say? Uh, and on top of that, if you if you want to get into why uh, Georgia absolutely dismantled LSU this year, and then Georgia beat Alabama uh, and Texas or not not Texas LSU uh, beat T- Bama TCU. Yeah, TCU, yeah, LSU beat Bama. Um, Michigan dominated Ohio State, and then Michigan lost to TCU. And Ohio State played Georgia really, really tough. We'll talk about those. But I think the committee got it right. But I do think this is a good point for the future that we'll probably have an episode on at some point. Um, the, The playoff needs to be expanded. These games were very, very good. And I mean, it will be, right? It will yeah, be. Yeah, it right? will. It will be in 2024. Um, so next year, we'll have one more year of this. But looking at Alabama, I definitely do think there should be some talks that they could have been in, uh, definitely after what they just did to the number nine team in the nation. Uh, I would have loved to see another Alabama Tennessee rematch. That would have been very fun for a college football playoff. But moving on, um, Tyler, we got duped. Uh, Penn State beats Utah 35-21 in the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Last year's game was by far the best college football game of the year. This year, it was all right. Uh, Sean Clifford played pretty darn good, very efficient with the ball, uh, 16 for 22, 279 yards and two touchdowns. And then Nick Singleton, 120 rushing yards, two touchdowns on only seven carries. So basically what I'm saying is if Drew Aller pans out and plays well next year, Penn State will be in the college football playoff. They are ridiculously talented with young young talent. Nick Singleton, freshman. Katron Allen, pretty sure freshman. Drew Aller, five-star recruit, freshman, I'm pretty sure. You look at the defensive side of the ball. Um, what's his name? Carter. Abdul Carter. Looks like the next Micah Parsons, freshman. He got the, the vaunted number to where the vaunted number 11 as a freshman linebacker. Um, they are ridiculously good. And if Drew Aller pans out, I really do think Penn State makes a college football playoff next year. They are very, very talented. Um, Sean Clifford played a really good game. Good end to a long, long, long college career. The guy's been there since the Obama administration. He is old. Um, I mean, very interesting quarterback. Hot and cold, but, you know, ended hot. Nick Singleton ran for 120 yards and two touchdowns. He is ridiculously good. Had that 87-yard touchdown run. Super super explosive runner. Really fun to watch. Katron Allen, same deal. Penn State's really good. I got fooled. We got fooled by Utah. Um, Did he get benched? Yeah, Cam Rising got benched pretty much. I mean, he went 8 for 21, 95 yards. Uh, What do you call it? Threw a pick, and he just didn't look good. Utah, it kind of just like the game died out after the second half. It just didn't feel like the game anymore. Penn State really ran away with it in the second half, and they are so talented. Really big fan of their future, as I said. Yeah, definitely. Big. I I agree, Tyler. I think I don't know if Penn State will make the playoff personally, but I think they're really just up there. I mean, if you look at their season this year, 11-2, and two, only losses to Michigan and Ohio State, who are both in the playoff right now. I think um, Happy Valley has a lot to be excited about. Um, can't help but feel bad for Utah. I mean, their Cameron Rising went down with an injury in the third quarter. 
think that might be a second straight Rose Bowl where he got injured during the game. Um, so that definitely didn't help Utah when they were trying to make a comeback. But yeah, the Nittany Lions, like I've been there. I'm not, you know me, I'm not a big fan of them, but I can't help but be impressed with like how far they've come. And I'm like actually really excited to see what they could do next year. Maybe throw a little spice into the mix of the little Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State rivalry, all freeways. So very excited to see that. A good good ending to Sean Clifford's career, as you said, Tyler. But uh, maybe the most fun bowl game uh, that wasn't the playoff game was Tulane taking down USC 46-45. And Tyler, I was texting you in the first quarter, and we were just talking about how crazy Caleb Williams is. And it looked like Tulane didn't belong on the same field as USC in that first quarter. But Tulane ends up coming back and winning. Caleb Williams still did his thing, proved why he was the Heisman Trophy winner, 462 yards, five touchdowns, did throw a pick. But um, Ty J. Spears is the MVP of bowl season. Um, he was awesome. He was so much fun to watch. 17 carries, 205 yards, four touchdowns, taking down USC, who just a couple of weeks ago, was in talks to make the playoffs. And if they didn't lose to Utah in that Pac-12 championship, they would have been competing for a national championship. Yeah, I mean, this would have never happened if you didn't make Caleb Williams laugh during the post-game, post-Heisman conference. Um, you made Caleb Williams laugh, and he threw for 462 yards and five touchdowns. Um, Caleb Williams is the best player in college football. We know this. Um, he's going to be the number one overall pick next year, and there's really no debating it. He is out of this world. No debating Absolutely. it yet. No debating it yet. I'm no, still no standing by it. I'm still standing by my take. Um there's no debating it at all. Caleb Williams is ridiculous. Um but Ty J Spears you didn't know who Ty J Spears was now. Now you know who he is. The guy is stupidly shifty, super talented. Tulane fans have been putting like just talking about him, just hyping him up all year. The guy ran for 1500 uh 1581 yards and 19 touchdowns. The guy is unbelievable. Stupidly talented running back, as I said. 17 rushes, 205 yards, four touchdowns. It's all you know. It's all you need to know. He just elevated his draft stock a ton. I mean, a guy who was on draft radars, definitely, but he's going to be one of the first running backs taken alongside. I think B. John Robinson is a clear one. And then the conversation begins. Him, Jameer Gibbs, a couple other guys. But Ty J. Spears is that guy. He is unbelievable. And a fun side note, I played high school football with um, Tulane's punter. So, you know what? Shout out to Casey. Uh, he got two punts off, 43 yards average. Good for him. Um, he got to win a bowl game. He got to win the Cotton Bowl. Good for him. And I'm sitting here recording Great Island with you guys. Who's really winning? <laughs> I'm glad that um, Tulane came back, though. That was an absolutely ridiculous game. Talk about a, like just an unreal comeback. Put up 32 points in the second half um, in a game where pretty much I didn't think Tulane was going to win after that. They announced that Caleb Williams is going to uh, play. I was like, okay. I originally picked Tulane because I wasn't sure if Caleb would play. Then I was like, okay, UC is going to win. Man, that was a ridiculously good fourth quarter. Um, the targeting call was a little questionable. And then that touchdown, that first was called incomplete and ended up being a touchdown. That was insane. That was probably the best bowl game. And that I don't know if that includes the college football playoff, but I think that was the most entertaining bowl game back and forth. 
Yeah, I was just so excited after the seeing the result of this game. I think it's just absolutely insane that Tulane scored 16 points in the final four and a half minutes. I think everyone thought that USC was about to run away with it. And then um, the Green Wave scores a touchdown and then just costly mistakes from USC, just miscuing a kickoff, which leads to another Green Wave touchdown. They came back from just and they kept it was a game of comebacks for Tulane, too. They came back from a 14 and 0 deficit in the first quarter also. Just so impressive from this team. And I got to note that they completed the greatest turnaround in college football history. They went from 2-10 and 10 last year to 12-2 and two this year, winning an AAC title and a Cotton Bowl win. It's the biggest bowl game they've gone, they've gone to since 1939. So I think if you're a Tulane fan, I would be so ridiculously hyped for the future of this program. I mean, that is just an absolutely insane turnaround for the next season. Yeah, definitely an insane turnaround. And what it what it does is helps with recruiting. You get these guys, they see you win a Cotton Bowl, take down a team like USC. Why would you want to go to L.A. when you can go to New Orleans? Uh, but Tulane, a very, very good season for them. It, it's a crazy story with Tulane football. Started out in the SEC, left the SEC in the 1950s to focus more on academics. Now in the AAC and taking down USC in the Cotton Bowl, a very fun story, a very good team, but now to the best teams in the nation. And Taylor, we'll start with the game to get it out of the way for you. Number three, TCU takes down number two, Michigan, 51-45, and Max Duggan is awesome. I love watching Max Duggan play football, Um, but I am very sorry, Taylor. Um, I still hate Michigan because they're rivals with Notre Dame. So I was very welcome sight for me, but Taylor, I apologize to you. I'm not okay. I'm just not okay. And I feel like honestly, what makes this worse is that I like TCU. I can't even be that upset, but I am upset. Oh man. I'm like, my heart is just going through a million different emotions, but I will say this may have been one of the I watched it from beginning to end. One of the greatest college football games I've ever seen in my life. It was insane. I was screaming at my TV the entire time. Like, I just, I mean, I think everyone kind of going in thought Michigan was about to steamroll TCU. And then they're throwing pick sixes. TCU is just running all around the field. Where was Michigan's defense? That's all I got to say. I, oh my God. It was just... I think we Michigan has a lot to figure out. This is the second year in a row that we've just absolutely kind of floundered in like the semifinal before the final. Oh, I just can't. I I just when will we win? I I need we need it. Out. I I want to point something out real quick because I have an affinity towards John Harbaugh with him being the coach of the 49ers for uh, four years back then, taking us to a Super Bowl and everything. But Marcus Freeman and John or yeah. Jim Harbaugh, excuse Jim, me, Jim. Jim. Yeah. Marcus Freeman and Jim Harbaugh have the same amount of bowl wins uh, in their tenures at Notre Dame and at Michigan. So just want to throw that one out there. Don't You're remind me of the Taylor. six bowl games losing streak. Oh, that just even pains me even more. Well, does Marcus Freeman own as many khaki pants as Jim Harbaugh does? I didn't think so, Danny. He might. He wears khakis. I don't know. He he wears the blue khakis. He looks sharp. Marcus Freeman. He look. He looks guy. way cooler. Blue khakis are a play. I respect that. Um, Taylor, you're doing great. It's okay. You guys made the playoff back to back years. Um, 
Taylor, it's, it's okay. I've seen I've seen Notre Dame lose in the playoffs quite a few times, so don't feel too bad. Yeah, don't beat yourself up too much. That was the. I'll be okay. First of all, I'll first okay. of all, you'll be just fine. Um, at least you're at the all, dance. Yes, at least you're at the hey, dance. Hey, that's true. Some that's true. Get, some of us didn't get invited. Well, I don't even have a big because I only got got a team. First of all, best college football playoff semifinal of all time so far. Can we all agree on that? Yeah, that was something that Not I talked close. about. That was something that I talked about last week, Tyler. Is every single every single year it's a blowout in the semis. And that's why I was like, okay, Georgia's going to steamroll. Michigan's going to steamroll. Neither of which happened. Georgia yep. should have lost, if we're being honest. Yeah, they should have. And TCU won. So craziness this week. Hey, but I. I mean, listen. Um, my I went for the narratives of the Ohio State Michigan the rematch, and I was so close, yet so far. Um. Michigan just made dumb mistakes. They just dug themselves that hole, and they never, yeah, they never led throughout the game. They never led. Uh, Max Duggan, first of all, Ginger Jesus, I love that man so much. First of all, at, such a nice guy, Max Duggan. Shout out to Max Duggan. It asked him a question. He was super gracious. Great dude. Even better football player. Um, four total touchdowns. Did throw two picks, but who cares about those? It wouldn't Max Duggan. Nobody cares. Uh. Amari Demarcado stepped in for Kendrick Miller, who got hurt and balled out. 150 rushing yards, took one touchdown, had a 69-yard touchdown run. And Quentin Johnston might have just solidified himself as the first receiver taken this year. 106, six catches, 163 yards, two, and a touchdown. He just absolutely ripped apart that Michigan secondary. That's been all, so good all year. This Michigan defense has been so good all year. And they just got absolutely smoked. They got absolutely violated this game. It wasn't even – it was not pretty. Michigan's got a lot of soul-searching to do because they're almost there. They're almost there. The defense is good. J.J. McCarthy, you know, eh, I'm not very high on him, but, you know, he's a nice guy at least. And Donovan Edwards is back next year. So, they're going to be in the dance possibly. They'll probably be back in the playoff or at least be in contention. But I just don't know if they have that talent or that, that, that X factor to take them over the top right now. The the hard part with Michigan is uh, I feel like uh, I was listening to uh, a podcast earlier and they were saying Michigan's team is built to beat Ohio State, but not built to win a national championship. They they have formulated a uh, a thing that they can beat Ohio State. They've done it the last two years. But right. once you get into these big dogs that aren't Ohio State teams that like like TCU, like what a Georgia probably would have done to them. Um, they're not built to beat them. They can't control the ball the entire time like they can against an Ohio State. That's a big rivalry game. You don't uh, – and granted, this is the playoffs. Guys are going to be fired up. But you don't got to get them riled up to play Ohio State. You want to win that game. And then they're just going to play keep away from Ohio State. But what TCU was able to do so well was these crazy big plays. I don't think Michigan really expected them. Every time it felt like, oh, no, TCU is about to turn the ball over. They break out a 70-yard pass or a 70-yard touchdown run, and they would just go back up 14, and they just kept playing this game where it was one-upping Michigan, one-upping Michigan, one-upping Michigan, and it ended up working out. I think this game was probably the best playoff game. I I enjoyed watching this one more than even Georgia – 
versus Ohio State. This game was very, very fun. Yeah, pretty much. Danny, Michigan. Say, but... Yeah, go ahead, Taylor. Oh, sorry about that. But I, Danny, I had to say, but I completely agree with you about that Ohio State take because I was just – I was just watching Michigan's defense, and they just looked woefully unprepared for the TCU onslaught. I was like, where was it? Like, no one was covering Duggan, like, at all. No, They haven't given up this many points since 2019. They couldn't slow down TCU's rushing at all. I was just, like, dumbfounded because, like, Michigan really needs to prepare for these big games. We saw it last year, too, when they when Georgia just absolutely steamrolled them. Like, we won a national championship. Yeah, it's great beating Ohio State and all, and I'll brag about it forever, but, like, it's the national championship at the end of the day that we want, and if we're not getting out of this, even even out of the semifinal two years in a row, it's just so incredibly disappointing. This, this team was had a very good run, um, but the team that's having an all-time heater of a run is the Georgia Bulldogs. They beat Ohio State 42 42- 41 and Stenson Bennett, uh, he has the nickname the mailman for a reason because he does deliver and he's gotten so much better. Tyler, we joke about how he's going to make a great insurance salesman or a car salesman. That's what he, he will has, be. He has the potential if to, to be an NFL player. He figures it out when the moment matters the most. He's very clutch. Um, 398 passing yards, three touchdowns, did throw a pick, and Kirby Smart after the game did say that Stenson Bennett needs to play better, but I don't know how much better you can play when you're throwing for 400 yards and three touchdowns. Um, But regardless, the dogs get it done back in the natty for the second consecutive year, and this this Georgia team is just so good. And, Tyler, I want you to uh, apologize for me for picking – Ohio State in this one because we've we've talked about this. You don't pick against Georgia. You and I know damn well that Georgia did not deserve to win this game. They they didn't, but did they win it? Noah Ruggles has no dog in him. Simple as that. But you know who does have dog in him? The dogs. They figure it out. Whatever. Oh Georgia doesn't move me. Don't care. Um Stetson Bennett, what do you call it? We'll talk about it this way. Stetson Bennett gives me massive Taylor Heineke vibes. Massive Taylor Heineke vibes. Well, he's not very good. He's a playoff winning quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Let me explain. While he may not have any talent and he may not be very, like, talented, like, his arm talent's weak. Uh, I'm being being mean. I'm sorry. Um, He doesn't have that arm talent of an NFL quarterback. But you know what he has? He has that dog in him. And the dog in him cannot be measured on a scale by NFL teams, but it can be measured in the eyes of fans. And Stetson Bennett will do anything it takes to win. I got to respect him for that. Man, well, I do like to hate on him because it's funny. I do like to hate on Georgia because it makes Danny mad because Georgia is his favorite team. Um, Very I, not true. I'm wearing a Notre Dame hat. I've just been rolling with Georgia because you know, they don't disappoint. They always win. Two straight years, Tyler. Bandwagon. Um, okay, Mr. Georgia Ohio is State. I don't have a team. I, I'm a Fordham fan. Two, two, <laughs> I'm straight, a Fordham fan. two straight years you've rocked with Ohio State. It's close enough. Whatever. It's, uh, bl- blame no Ruggles. It's not. It's his fault. CJ Stroud played amazing. Um, <laughs> Ohio State's unbelievable. But you know what? Stetson Bennett with that fourth quarter comeback. I got to give the guy credit. 
the guy deserves credit for putting up 18 points in the fourth quarter and leading that game-winning drive. Uh, while I do think CJ Stroud could have done a little bit more in that final drive, bro, no Ruggles. If you're gonna hit, if you're gonna kick the ball, miss, miss by this much. Don't miss by three country miles. Do not kick it to the. Uh, do not kick it back to Ohio State, back to the state of Ohio. Like that was such a bad field goal attempt. Field goal attempt. It reminded me of watching me try to kick a field goal. And I've never kicked a field goal in my life. Dude was, he shanked it so badly. And it, I think it hit me through the screen back home in Long Island. Um, he He's not allowed to show his face in the state of Ohio for the next, the rest of his life. He has to transfer. CJ Stroud, amazing. He cemented himself as the second best quarterback in the college football. Well, not in college football, in the draft. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. are both amazing at their jobs. It was a ridiculously good game. What can I say? I'm in my little rant. I'm mad that Ohio State lost because I get to hear about Danny praise Georgia, like sing Georgia's praises as if they shouldn't have lost that game. But you know what? That's life. Danny, you win. Congrats. It's what I wanted to hear, buddy. I may hate Ohio State with my entire heart but I will give credit where credit's due I don't think anyone really expected this game to be as close as it was and I just cannot help but feel so bad for Ruggles because imagine just it is the it is they literally he kicked at the stroke of midnight on New Year's the clock ticks zero I can't even imagine living with that so I do I mean I mean, it kind of makes me very happy at a Michigan fan because I honestly personally feel like this loss was worse than Michigan's loss. But I just, I mean, Georgia really, I feel like though, they really, I, I don't want to say they got lucky, but I just think this was a lot they closer did. than I think people expected. And, I, and I, I'm going to keep saying it, Ohio State would have won if Ruggles made that kick. So I, now that's kind of like, as we get into like predictions later, and I feel like it's going to be a little closer than we thought would be with TCU Georgia. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, Georgia still played really, really well, but I just, oh my God, I cannot keep, I, I literally keep thinking just poor Ruggles, man. That, yeah, I, I, mean, talk, I, I do Danny, feel talk, so, so bad. Talk about a rough start to 2023, man. You could not start 2023 worse than shanking a field goal by 50 yards. No, to possibly send your team to the national championship. That's brutal. That's very, that's very true. I will say this college football season has worked out so well in my favor. Notre Dame wins their bowl game. USC, Michigan, and Ohio State all lose theirs. And it's TCU versus Georgia, the two teams that I have loved the most all season long playing for a national championship. A great end to bowl season. So Let's discuss the, this national championship. The two, the number one team in the nation versus the number three team in the nation. Georgia coming in at 14 and OTCU coming in at 13 and one. This TCU team with the second place Heisman finisher, Max Duggan, Georgia with the fourth place Heisman finisher in Stenson Bennett. Um, what are you guys' thoughts? Game coming up Monday night. I got to check on Kendra Miller's um, injury status. That may be a huge loss for TCU, their star running back. Obviously, um, they filled in well without him, and they did their job. But 
that's a massive loss. They don't, they're without him. Obviously, Demarcado played amazing. He had like 150 yards and a touchdown, but Kendra Miller's Kendra Miller. That is your second, your second or third best weapon on offense next to Duggan and Johnston. Um, that may sway my pick. I will say that, but, um, Max Duggan, I mean, talk about a miracle run. The guy was never supposed to be here. He was not a starter at the start of the year. We talked about it. The guy had an open heart surgery, a nine-hour surgery. The guy's gone through so much. He comes into this year as the backup to Chandler Morris, was not supposed to be the starter after starting for three years. Underwhelming year at TCU prior to this. New head coach in Sunny Dykes had a great year at SMU last year. Comes in. And they they Chandler Morris gets hurt. Duggan takes over. Next game, Duggan throws for five touchdowns and does not look back. This is one he is one of my favorite college football players of all time at this point. Like he's genuinely so entertaining. I think you you three you two and I can all agree on that. Max Duggan is ridiculously entertaining. We love him on this podcast. He's awesome. This TCU team feels like a team of destiny to me. I think nobody's really giving them a major chance against Georgia. And Georgia is unbelievable. They're 14 to now. They're so talented on both sides of the ball. I just, there's a, there's something about TCU. I just, I gravitate toward. I don't know whether it's like the magic that they have. If you feel like a team of destiny, they just feel like they should not be here, but they're here and they're here to screw stuff up. They're here to just mess with everybody else's brackets here to make everybody ruin everybody's Saturday and get wild. Oh, in this case, Monday, and I really want to pick TCU so badly. Like, I'm really close to picking TCU. Still sitting on a score prediction, but how are you guys feeling on this one? Taylor, go ahead. I agree. I, I'm picking TCU for this one because I think everybody underestimates this team every single time. I am guilty as charged. I thought Michigan was going to run away with it. TCU did not. The way they just played played in that semi I was thinking like this is good this is a team that's going to win the national title like they are just they're such a likable team such an inspiring rise to the top they were they were like unranked at the beginning of the season like people were like oh they're going to finish the bottom of the big 12 they're now fighting for a national championship I am also a massive Max Duggan fan I couldn't even be mad at him even though he ran all over my Wolverines and I've got to say they've proven they're kings of the comeback they will not go down without a fight I will say Georgia is still an absolute monster. I was just, I'm a little like, I think Ohio State kept control with that game far too long because Georgia was pretty much trailing for most of it. If TCU can get ahead of them early on, kind of like with what they did with Michigan and Georgia's chasing them, I think TCU can honestly hold out on this. But I'm also thinking score prediction, I think it's still going to, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I mean, that's a pattern that I've seen from TCU like all season long. So give me 48 to 45 TCU. I think it's going to be close, but I think TCU is going to hold off. I'm going to go 41-38 TCU. I'm also going to pick TCU. Um, this is making Danny – this is lining up perfect for Danny because Danny can go on and get his 15 and so perfect right season. Now. And Danny can go and gloat and brag to everybody because he got a college career hour pick right. But you know what? That's life. I'm going to rock with TCU because I like Max Duggan. I don't like Stetson Bennett. I like TCU. Don't like Georgia because Danny's annoying about them. Give me a Max Duggan game-winning drive. Just drives them down the field. Like, way possible. Guys, absolute gas. We saw at the end of the Big 12 championship how he led – TCU down against Kansas State on an 80-yard touchdown drive. 
guy's gassed. He has no energy. He talked about it on, I think it was like part of my take. And it was just like talking like, I could not breathe. He's going to do that again and do it for the national championship. And this time they're going to win the game. Give me 41-38. Max Duggan leads a last-minute touchdown drive. Guys, guys, guys. As much – I want TCU to win this game. I, I really do. Oh, I would prefer – I would prefer if TCU win this game. I love TCU. I, I love the storyline. But it's Georgia. Tyler, how many times do I have to tell you don't pick against Georgia, don't pick against Georgia? <laughs> last year I was the only one that picked Georgia to win the national championship – this year, I am, again, the only one to pick Georgia to win the national championship. Do I Georgia care? No. <laughs> is the best college football team in the nation. They're going to win, and I think they win by at least 14 points. Um, no way. I, I think the spread, Georgia. The, the, spread, the spread is 12 and a half. Georgia minus 12 and a half. The over under is 62 and a half. Just want to make sure you guys know that. Keep that in mind. But all Georgia, hail the toad. Georgia is. All hail the toad is very, very good at football. They have the best weapons in college football with Brock Bowers no, they at don't. tight end. Yes, and then you have Jalen Carter on the defense. They have maybe the best offensive player outside of Michael Mayer and the best He's defensive player. He's better than Michael Mayer. It's not even He's close. not. Okay, be quiet just because you're angry. Um, Jalen Carter is the All best right, defensive player in the nation. And he's going to be the first defensive player taken. Arguably should be the number one pick, but he's not a quarterback. This Georgia team is the team of destiny that you're talking about, Tyler. The first team to repeat as national champions in a decade since Alabama did it in 2011-2012. Over a decade. I think this Georgia team, there's just something special. They want to win it. They want to win it for Stenson Bennett. And you know what Stenson Bennett's nickname is, Tyler? The mailman, because he always mid. <laughs> he always delivers. Mid. Max Duggan is so much better than Stetson Bennett. That's all I, I agree. I agree, but Georgia's team is better than TCU. But I think that is going to wrap it yeah. up. I think that's going to wrap it up for us. For Tyler Who and Taylor Masetta, I am Danny Scott. Thank you for tuning in to College Gridiron, a production of WSUV Sports. Thank you.